The Librarian of Congress names the U.S. Poet Laureate and decides the winner of the Gershwin Prize for Popular Song. She could also appoint the U.S. Register of Copyrights, at least for now. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. Late last week, the House Judiciary Committee took up consideration of a bill to remove the Register of Copyrights from under the purview of the Library of Congress. Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, is tracking the proposal's progress, and he joins me now. Welcome back to Beyond the Book, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. Well, we always enjoy speaking with Andrew Albanese every Friday to get the latest in the world of books and publishing, and this year uh, it's a lot about politics and about Washington, and incredibly for a place where the wheels grind exceedingly slow, uh, this legislation on the Register of Copyrights is moving fast and drawing questions from a number of parties, including you, Andrew. So tell us about that. Sure. So as our listeners may know, a search for the next Register of Copyrights is currently underway by Librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden. But a bill introduced in Congress last week would let Donald Trump actually make that appointment rather than uh, the Librarian of Congress. Uh, on March 23rd, House Judiciary Committee Bob Goodlett and Ranking Member John Conyers introduced the Register of Copyrights Selection and Accountability Act, uh, which is H.R. 1695, if you're scoring at home. And that would give the president the power to appoint the Register of Copyrights for a 10-year renewable term subject to Senate confirmation. Now, the original bill, as it was introduced last week, would have given the president the power to fire the register at any time as well. And that's an interesting point, which we can come back to. But currently, as our listeners may know, the Register of Copyrights, and as you pointed out, serves at the sole discretion and is appointed by the Librarian of Congress, who, of course, oversees the Copyright Office. Now, this bill was introduced with 29 bipartisan co-sponsors, and it also has support in the Senate from Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, as well as uh, Ranking Members Diane Feinstein and Judiciary Committee Member Patrick Leahy. And this bill is really being rushed through. Uh, in a statement, Goodlett and Conyers urged quick passage on the bill, quick action on the bill, I should say, when they introduced it last week. And this week, incredibly, it passed out of committee with only a couple of key amendments, but they were pretty key amendments. Now, one is that the bill now proposes that a panel of House members and the Librarian of Congress actually pick a panel of at least three candidates from which the president will then choose. And President Trump will probably love this, of course, because it's kind of like a beauty contest. And the bill also clarified that the president can still fire the register, but now can only fire the register for cause, where before he can fire the register for whatever reason. But critics of the bill this week are telling me that these amendments that were uh, used to pass it out of the committee are just, quote, fig leaves to get the bill past House leadership uh, and various caucus members in the House, and that they still have serious reservations and problems with the bill. Well, as with everything in Washington, there are a lot of moving parts here, and, and you are going to sort it out for us. The bill's sponsors claim they have broad bipartisan support and that the bill addresses a real problem. So who is coming out against the bill and why? Yes. So the bill sponsors do claim bipartisan support. And in fact, they really do have bipartisan support. Uh, and they claim that the bill is actually needed to address the fact that the Copyright Office's rulemaking has in the past been challenged in court and that making the Register of Copyrights a presidential appointment solves that problem once and for all. Uh, but first, I want to make a point about the, before we get to what the opposition is here, uh, about the claim of bipartisanship, uh, which really is kind of a ruse when it comes to copyright. Because 
because copyright is not an issue like healthcare, where we see a conservative liberal divide. You have conservative Republicans and liberal Democrats that are frequently together on copyright issues. Uh, the GOP, in fact, is usually in support of these for big business reasons. Uh, usually Democrats are behind these measures because they're supported by Hollywood. So broadly speaking, with copyright, the divide is between the entertainment industries and in, in large part the publishers on one side and the tech industry and libraries and public advocacy groups on the other. Uh, and in the case of this bill, it is supported by and pushed by only one side of the debate, and that's the entertainment industry side, and over the objections of the other side, which is the tech, library, public advocacy groups. So bipartisan support is really not the point here. So the opposition. Now, who is the opposition and why? Well, as you might imagine, the library community called this bill mystifying. Uh, there's the tech industry as well. And of course, public advocacy groups like Public Knowledge and the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Uh, those groups question the rush to really move this bill, noting that it really does raise larger questions about the institutional structure of the Copyright Office, and yet it sort of punts those all to future legislation. EFFF's, excuse me, EFF's Carrie Sheehan conceded that the bill which she called a strange one, would, yes, in theory, give Congress uh, slightly more oversight of the Copyright Office. And that's because currently the register is only accountable to the Librarian of Congress. But in practice, she worries that it's in fact designed to, and I'll quote her here, allow powerful incumbent interests to use their lobbying power to control this increasingly politicized office. Indeed, all of the opposition to this bill note the intense politicization of the Register of Copyrights position. Uh, which has become a key congressional advisor on copyright. And they say that this bill really sort of seeks to deliver this already, quote, captured agency to one side of the debate, and that's the entertainment industry side. In a moment, further insights on the opposition by librarians to making the Register of Copyrights a presidential appointee. I'm Christopher Keneally for Copyright Clearance Centers Beyond the Book. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at publishersweekly.com slash pwradio. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book, and this is our weekly review of publishing industry news with Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly. Okay, Andrew, so librarians say they are mystified at the apparent urgency lawmakers are showing over a bill to make the Register of Copyrights a presidential appointee, but are they really? Did they not see this coming? Well, on one hand, no. They can't be shocked, right? I mean, our listeners will recall that this bill comes after the newly installed Librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden, ruffled some feathers last fall when she abruptly ousted Maria Palante as register. That move uh, was met with dismay and suspicion by many of the content industries, some of whom even suggested that the move was part of some Google-led conspiracy, which, of course, is not true at all and is kind of a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, but... 
You know, in today's Washington, that's kind of par for the course these days. Uh, Palante's ouster was also met with concern by two key members of Congress, and that's, of course, our Goodlett and Conyers. Uh, and this bill actually comes after the House Judiciary Committee last December released a policy proposal backing the creation of an autonomous copyright office with the register, a presidential appointee. And that was the first proposal to come from a lengthy, uh, recently concluded review of the nation's copyright laws that was overseen by Goodlett and Conyers. And it's worth noting as well that during her tenure as register, Maria Palante had strongly urged lawmakers to make the Copyright Office independent. Uh, and Palante was very, very well supported uh, in her role by the music business and Hollywood, and pretty much opposed by the library community and the tech community and public advocates, which, as I mentioned before, uh, alleged that the Copyright Office was a, quote, captured agency under Palante. Now, in an interesting twist, Palante, of course, was tapped to lead the Association of American Publishers last month, or excuse me, in January now. And no surprise, AAP strongly backs this bill. And really, how could they not? As, you know, Maria Palante, their new leader, is the person who really sort of planted the idea of an independent copyright office with Congress. Uh, but on the other hand, I think librarians are genuinely surprised that a bill that they see is really blatantly one-sided and pretty poorly thought out, really, has been introduced and is moving so swiftly. I mean, we just got done confirming Carla Hayden as Librarian of Congress, and Hayden has spoken on the need to modernize the Copyright Office. Indeed, she addressed this at her Senate confirmation hearing. But the content industries really don't want a librarian, which Carla Hayden is, to even have a chance to place a new register. And I really think that's a bit of a surprise to librarians, if not a shock, uh, that the content industries here seem so dedicated to keep Hayden from making this pick that they've even convinced Congress to give up some of its power over copyright. All right. So the signal I'm getting, Andrew, is that you are not a supporter yourself of this measure. So tell me, what are the problems that you've got with the bill? Yeah, well, you, you, you picked up on that signal. Absolutely. I mean, my views, I have to stress here, are, are my own. They're personal, and they're not necessarily the views of my employer here at Publishers Weekly. But, you know, I do have, you know, quite a few reasons why I think this bill is, is kind of a bad idea. You know, first of all, because I think it's being sold with, well, some untruths, to be quite honest. Uh, the first is that making the register a presidential appointee would give Congress more oversight of the Copyright Office. And in fact, I think the opposite is probably true. Even with the amendments that got the bill out of committee, you know, we can imagine who Congress would pick to put on the list for the register. And second, how hard is it for Donald Trump to say to a member of Congress, hey, I'd really like to see Judge Napolitano or Clive Davis on this list. And giving the president the power to fire the register is a problem too. As first written, the bill raised the specter of, of seeing the register replaced often. You know, every time we got a new president of a different party, they might want to put in their own register of copyrights. So that could be every four years or less or every eight years, even though the register has a 10 year term. But now, even if the president is voted out, his register pick can't be fired except for cause and can stay on for the full 10 year term, no matter how badly they may be doing the job. So Donald Trump's pick for register of copyrights could be in office for 10 years, even though Mr. Trump may be, you know, impeached over Russia. Who knows? 
too, I think the timing is really not perfect here. You know, put it this way. Do we really want Donald Trump to pick the next register of copyrights? This is Donald Trump, who reportedly, according to the Washington Post, has only filled about 21 of over 500 positions so far. And Trump, along with the Senate weighing in, is supposed to ensure the best possible candidate? Really? Like it did with Betsy DeVos at Education or Rick Perry at Energy, now overseeing our nukes, or Scott Pruitt at EPA? In fact, making the register a political appointee, to my mind, only ensures that the job becomes more political, which is really not what's needed here. And it doesn't change copyright policy one bit. Copyright policy, of course, remains the domain of Congress and the courts. But also, I think it's just a tone-deaf move, especially for the publishing industries. You know, right now, the publishing industry and the library community really need to come together. They need to work together a Trump against a Trump administration that wants to cut funding for authors, the NEH, uh, for example, and for libraries, the IMLS, and against a president, too, who calls the media scum, and he's very litigious. And, you know, there's just a lot of other things to be worrying about here, rather than giving Trump the power to expand his purview into the intellectual property realm, uh, which, frankly, was never really an issue on the campaign trail. We don't even know where Trump comes down on these issues. And I just think it's odd, and I think it's going to be a point of contention with librarians, that they're not even going to let Carla Hayden have a crack at this. I mean, she, too, was confirmed by the Senate, and she was appointed by a president. And I also question what they really think an industry-blessed register of copyrights is ultimately going to deliver. As I said, Congress still has to change the laws and make the laws and appropriate the funds to make any difference in terms of copyright and in terms of the Copyright Office. And I I think if you look at this appointment, it's not going to make a big impact, and certainly not quickly. And if you think that these appointments can't make a big difference, I would urge you to look at Trump's executive orders so far and what's happening with them. Take a look at the FCC and what's happening there with net neutrality, for example, or with internet privacy. All right. So as you wrote in your story last week, Andrew, and you've told us about this uh, over a long period of time here on Beyond the Book, uh, that there is little disagreement in Congress and indeed elsewhere that the Copyright Office needs fixing. So can't that point at least help all of this? Well, good point. And yes, there is broad consensus that the Copyright Office needs modernization. But I've seen zero evidence that makes me believe that changing the reporting structure of the register to make it political would deliver that change. What the Copyright Office needs, and I think people would agree with this, is resources and attention. And as it stands now, Congress can easily deliver the resources. Nothing is stopping them. And we have a new librarian of Congress after 29 years of James Billington, uh, a new librarian who is in the process of actually making those changes to the Copyright Office or exploring changes to the Copyright Office, but now we're going to stop her. So it makes no real sense to me, unless, you, of course, you believe that stopping Hayden from making this appointment is ultimately the goal. And I actually have sources in Washington that say they believe this is the case. I'm told that even if this bill passes the House, it's going to eventually hit a brick wall in the Senate. Nevertheless, the specter of being fired, if this bill eventually does pass, is probably enough to scare good candidates away from taking the job. Now, that may sound like a, a politically craven way of looking at it, but I've got sources in Washington that tell me that's absolutely the way they see this. Now, I'm writing a column on this. I'm exploring this a little more. That's going to be out in the coming weeks. And I'm hearing a lot from 
people on both sides of this bill. But what I can say so far is that the copyright debate with this bill has certainly hit a new level. Well, indeed, no question about that. Copyright is the sleepy corner of Capitol Hill no longer. And on the copyright beat for Beyond the Book is Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, as always. For a fix on the publishing industry's latest digital transformation location, Ixis, a subsidiary of Copyright Clearance Center, recently commissioned Imbue Partners to undertake a survey of publishers in the UK and around the world. Executives interviewed conceded the phrase digital transformation is both aspirational and nebulous. They are also experiencing some confusion and frustration at the complexity of the journey. Panelist Max Gabriel Chief Technology Officer at Taylor and Francis Group told me at the London Book Fair earlier this month that the most striking transformation is the shift from a product focus to a customer focus. What's interesting is when you look at publishing production, how we produce content used to influence consumption. We produce books, and that's what the consumers read. We produce journals. So the format and the production actually influenced Uh, the consumption behavior for decades, for years, right? Now, uh, it's actually how people consume content is putting pressure on the production process, our distribution process. Um, So a fundamental issue for TNF, as well as broadly for other publishers, are how do you make uh, your content discoverable, uh, liberate them out of the formats that we think used to work, um, and then make it valuable uh, to the customer. Digital transformation next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries RightsDirect and Ixis drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. 